0: You've got it tuned to The Rendezvous.
1: Bonjour, bonsoir, welcome to The Rendezvous. I'm Simon Marcel. The accent is French. If it's the first time you are listening to this show, welcome to The Rendezvous. Uh, I want to say something. A friend of mine called me and asked me this simple question this afternoon. He said, Simon, I've been married f- to my wife for six years. I always enjoy the ooh but it's hard to kiss. And I feel, you know, for me, like kissing I'm not interested in. And I said to him, I said, listen, always remember, don't take your wife for granted when it comes to romance and ooh because it still works like the first date. You still have to bring up the romance. You still have to bring up the kisses. You still have to make the situation romantic. And I said, that's something you should never forget. Never forget to romance your partner. Any questions about your relationships, just call me 855-905-8255. 855 905 8255 You have a question about your relationships? I'm here for you right now. Jonah, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour Jonah. What's going on? How can I help you tonight?
2: Well, uh, my girlfriend is um, she's really big into fitness. Um, okay. training, uh, goes to the gym. She is pretty much a trainer. She does help and train some people, but she looks she looks fantastic. She has a great physique and all this stuff. Um but she's recently gotten into uh, bodybuilding and competition. And as whereas I thought it would be kind of neat and something she was like, I don't know, maybe a phase or, or whatever. But she's actually gotten really, really big, like bigger, muscular. Um, and it's it's kind of getting to a point where she's losing that female physique and it's almost becoming manly, you know, in the sense that like the part I loved about her, mm-hmm. her physique, thin-toned body is not becoming very big and manly. Like, I'm, like if I give her a massage, I feel like I'm massaging a guy, like a friend of mine, which is not a turn-on to me. I understand. Uh, and I don't know really how to bring this up, that it's kind of turning me off.
1: Um, before I answer, have you tried that conversation, or so, so far you have never tried to have this conversation together?
2: No. uh uh-uh. Okay.
1: Alright, first of all, never be afraid of a good conversation, so that that's number one. The other thing is, Uh, When we date, when we get married, when we are partners, we have to be also responsible for each other's kind of attraction. We have to make sure, more or less, we stay in a frame that attracts each other or the romantic side is at risk. So you come to her and you tell her, listen, I admire, you know, your abs, I admire whatever part you admire. I said, but there is one thing. I said, if you go too far in the muscular side, it makes me feel a bit like it's more masculine and feminine and it affects my attraction. And you tell her the truth, right? Because I want her and you to realize you're both responsible for each other's romantic uh, attraction. And we can't right. deny it. So ask her to maybe tone down a little bit and you do a bit of less on the arms and, and so great for the abs. And, and then you propose what in you she would like you to improve so you also work on yourself. It's a good compromise. Right. So maybe she thinks you need to go to the workout too and work on your abs or your arms or whatever it is. So you open the conversation on how can we help each other stay attracted to each other, okay? Okay. That's, that's the compromise. Great. Always help each other to stay together. No unspoken, not afraid of anything. We are together to make it work together. And that takes a conversation.
2: Okay. Great. All right? Thank you so much.
1: You're yeah. welcome, Shona. Good luck to you and her. Now I got to go to my email because somebody has a problem with the engagement ring. That's next. You're listening to The Rendezvous. It's Simon Marcel. If you can't call me with your question right now, email me your question at TheRendezvousShow.com. Trish, what's this email tonight?
3: All right. So this email is from Lindsay that says, bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Lindsay. My fiance proposed to me on New Year's Eve and it was amazing. I love the ring, but I noticed that somehow uh, one of the little diamonds on the side had fallen out. I asked him where he got it so that I could take it back to have it fixed And he told me that I can't do that because he got it at a pawn shop. Mm -hmm. He said that he wanted to get me something nice and a friend had suggested that he should check out pawn shops. So he did. I can't Mm -hmm. help but feel cheap now. Knowing that I'm wearing someone else's ring has put a huge damper on the whole engagement. I told him I didn't want the ring and it started a huge fight. And now I'm wondering if I'm overreacting. What do you think, Simon?
1: So basically, Lindsay, you find out your man bought your engagement ring in a second-hand shop and you're upset. Are you overreacting? I'll tell you that next. Honestly, how would you feel if your boyfriend gave you an engagement ring and then you find out, like Lindsay, who sent me that email, that your engagement ring comes from a second-hand store and has been worn by somebody before? Would you be upset and, and really disappointed? I would. So, Lindsay, here's my advice on this one. It's too important, symbolically, to ignore what happened. I think what would be great is that uh, you guys sell that ring, or he sells it, and he buys you a brand new ring. I get what he wanted to do, get you a better ring at a better deal, but you're upset, and I don't want you to start this new love life of yours upset. So, if I were you, I would talk to him and said, listen, can we just give this ring back, uh, get me a brand new ring, And even if it's not exactly the biggest, but a brand new that I like. And let's start our engagement and future married life on the great step. That's my advice. You call that next, 855-905-8255. Any questions about your relationship? Some questions is on your mind? 855-905-8255. I'm here. Adrienne, bonjour. 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 Welcome to the rendezvous. What is going on tonight?
0: Had to take a job in a different city, and I have a boyfriend, and we decided to do long distance. Um, And I I, I thought it would be really nice to write him love letters, you know, by hand. And he's never written me one back, and I just feel like underappreciated, or I don't know. It makes me question if we should keep going because I'm putting all this energy and all this love in the paper and. He doesn't even barely respond, you know, when we're okay. on the phone. He doesn't even bring him up.
1: All right, uh, before I answer, let me ask you: Are you happy with him? So, besides this frustration from him not answering the love letters, is everything else good—the communication, the the, the romance, uh, the support of each other? How how would you grade him?
0: I, you know, I think there's still some things that I wish he would do more of, but he's a really good guy, and. You know, we get along really well, and okay. And
1: so, do you think? Do you, with your intuition, do you think you have a future with this man? There's a possibility of a long future together, or not?
0: You know, I just paused at that.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, so you um, don't think so? You no, know,
0: maybe, maybe not, though.
1: No, maybe not. Yes. Okay. So, you, actually, you just answered the question. Maybe not. So, I think, and with a long distance, it's difficult. Remember two things always. We don't give to receive back, right? So it's not a trade. When you send a gift, you don't expect a gift back. you're happy to give of love or right. a gift or OK, so that's one thing. But in your case, I think the unspoken what's not said is, I think inside of you, you don't really believe that there's a chance for both of you guys. So I think you're using the love letters as a reason to get out mm-hmm. of this, which is a valid one. I mean, you, I don't think you believe there is future, and I think it's time to get out of this relationship actually.
0: You know, yeah, I mean, maybe there's more out there for me. You know, maybe there is somebody out there
1: that would oh, for sure. love to get
0: my love letters.
1: For sure. You've got to be on the same page. If you're not happy with somebody, don't stay with somebody.
0: Yeah, I think we might need to have a talk. I think you might be right.
1: So have a good talk, a nice talk. You know, there's no reason not to finish friendly. And then find right. somebody who uh, will write you back, I guess, next time.
0: <laughs> okay, thank you.
1: You're most welcome. Good luck to you, Adrienne, and have a good night. Thank you, you, too. You know, it's interesting. Have you ever found yourself at the end of the relationship where you've had enough and you're picking on anything, any reasons to find a way out? Let's talk about that next. Let's say you're in a relationship or you're married or committed at least in partnership. And anyway, have you ever found yourself like you're so at the end of it that you have to find a reason to get out of it. So Adrienne, you know, I just talked to her. That was the love letters. She wrote love letters. You never wrote back. She wanted out. And then I told her that the love letters is just the tip of the iceberg. You know, you can can talk, and she agreed. And I think one of the key advice in this, and we've all been there, is instead of beating around the bush or finding, you know, little things to pick on, uh, why don't we just talk about what's really going on inside of us? Let me share with you how I've learned that and what I've used myself, shame on me, uh, to get out of relationships. Let me, let me share that with you. That's next. Stay with me. What is your technique when you're at the end of a relationship? You know, you haven't said yet, we're breaking up, but you've had enough. And you're picking on things, anything you can find to make your partner look bad or feel bad because you want him and you to finish this. You know. Let me tell you what, I, what I've done and, and don't do what I've done because I always say do better than me. So when I was younger, and I was in a relationship and I felt it was over, I would always talk about how anxious I am, and so I had to be on my own. And so it was not always true, you know. It was just a way out of this, or you know, I just you know I had to solve some things at work. I always used work as a excuses, or I would say you know they're not into you know the same culture than I am, or they don't like the same music than I do. And I mean, all of this, to be honest, is all excuses and reasons. Of why I wanted out. Instead of just saying the truth, which is, listen, I don't feel it anymore, I think it's time to break up. That's the honest way to get out of a relationship where your heart is not anymore. Any other questions? 855 905 8255. Call me. 855 905 8255. You have a question on your mind? Just call me right now. Christy, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour Christy, welcome to The Rendezvous. How can I help you tonight?
0: Well, um, my boyfriend and I of three years are in a bit of a dry cell. It's been going on for a couple months now. And I was just wondering how do we get out of that?
1: Okay. Is it the first time in the three years that this is happening? Yes. Okay. And is it mostly do you think you would like to reestablish the ooh Or is both of you... Kind of, you know, the, are you fighting for something? Is there a reason in your relationship outside of the ulala that would explain? both of you are kind of off right now?
3: I, you know, what we just are so tired from work all the time that we end up just binge watching <laughs> television, and okay. we just sort of forget <laughs> we haven't done it. And then next thing you know, we're like, oh, tomorrow morning for sure, but it doesn't
2: happen.
1: Okay, so uh, how about I mean, you calling me? Did you try once to take the initiative, whether at night or in the morning, or just you know in the shower, wherever the romance happens? But have you ever tried to take the initiative? No, I haven't. I'm bad. <laughs> so no, it's not, but I mean, why not, right? So so basically, right. I mean, and I'm so glad you called me. Don't let the time goes on. We are both responsible for the romance, not just the guy or the girl or whoever. So you feel it, you just initiate it. And he's going to be very happy. So you reignite the flame of this ooh romance. And, you know, tomorrow morning, you go for it.
0: Okay. I will you know, try.
1: Yeah. he uh, will work, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm not worried. Thank you. You're most welcome. <laughs> good luck to you, Christy. Good luck to you. Have a good night. Thanks. And a good morning. You too. <laughs> yes. Have you ever found yourself like Christy, like on a dry spell, and not know how to get out of it? Let me talk a bit more about this. That's important. Stay with me. Have you ever found yourself on a dry spell, no ulala, and then you look to a point where you don't even know how to speak about it? You don't know if your partner doesn't want you anymore, or why he or she is not making the first move. And then we let time go by, and then little lets you know, it's about you know six months or a year later, and we in big time trouble. And why? Because we always hesitate sometimes to take the initiative. We have to take the initiative because romance you know, is the glue of the relationship. You take away the romance and the ooh-la-la, and then you have a fabulous friendship. So whether it's you or whether it's your partner, one has to make the first move. And I'm going to tell you, I have learned that the hard way. That's next. So let me share that story, how I've had to uh, learn the hard way that you can't wait always for your partner to take the initiative. Way back when, I was dating this French woman. And little by little, we were exclusive, we were together, we stopped really ooh la We kissed, but we stopped. We would go sleep at night, and then we stopped. Why? Because neither me or her at one point, we were so comfortable with each other. We had a great time together, but we were tired, we were this, and then we stopped. And then I started to think, like I was like paranoid, maybe she doesn't like me like, like this anymore. And instead of talking about it, instead of taking the initiative, kissing her and do this, I found a doubt myself, and I doubt her attraction for me. And that lasted almost seven months, and then we broke up. And then we had this last conversation when she said to me, I felt you never wanted me anymore. I said, I thought you didn't want me anymore. Anyway, lesson learned. Every time you're in a dry spell, don't let it go for too long. Talk about it and act on it. Take the initiative. Bring back the romance. On that note, I want to hear a little bit of love. You have a love story. Call me. Bonsoir, I'm Simon Marcel. Have you watched my new favorite series, Roswell, New Mexico, the one that airs every Tuesday at 9, 8 central on the CW about you know those two people who met in high school and then you know reconnect and then there's a lot of layers that separates them and, and a great story. I don't know if you watched it. I mean, you know, I love romance, obviously. This one, you don't want to miss it. So you go every Tuesday. At 9, Central on the CW, it's called Roswell, New Mexico. If you like romantic intrigue, this one, that's a connection that written in the stars between those two people who met in high school. Anyway, I'm, I'm just saying this because I see I have a call coming who have a story about, you know, two different worlds, and they made it work, I think. So let me go to that call now. Bonjour, Sharon.
0: Bonjour, Simon.
1: Bonjour, Sharon. Welcome to The Rendezvous. So tell me, you've had an interesting beginning with your now husband, right? What's the story there?
3: Yeah, it's actually, it was kind of funny. I was uh, with some girlfriends at uh, the Chicago uh, Bulls game. Yeah, um, It was against the Phoenix Suns. Uh huh. And um, I'm a diehard Chicago fan, so I was wearing my jersey and <laughs> having a good time. And we saw these guys. They were sitting, you know, a little bit from us. They were Phoenix Sun fans. They were screaming and yelling and being rowdy. And one of the guys caught my eye because he was staring at me. And it was really, it, it, it was nice, but it was like, why are you staring at me? Um, needless to say, the guys came over and talked with us. And uh-huh. we hit it off. <laughs> Even though we, we hated, you know, each other's team. Um, he asked me for my number and... Now we're married.
1: Wow. So how do you guys watch basketball together now when it's both teams playing? How do you you handle that?
3: Uh, You know, there's always going to be friendly competition between me and my husband. So uh, we'll cheer on each other's teams when they're not playing against each other. But when they're playing against each other, it's definitely (laughs) a competition in the house.
1: Well, listen, I love that story because it's, again, who doesn't dare, doesn't leave. He took a dare, opposite team, and yet love is stronger than any sports team or any, you know, sports fan. So I love that, and and that's like Romeo and Juliet a little bit, you know. So Sharon, thank you for, for sharing that story, and congratulations to both of you.
3: Thank you so much,
1: Simon. You're most welcome. Thank you for your call, and have a good night. You too. Bonsoir Simon Marcel. As usual, thank you so much for listening to me at night. You know, and always remember, whatever you're doing listening to my show the rendezvous please always reach out on Twitter and say, or oh, Instagram, it's at Rendezvous Radio. I love to know what you are doing while you're listening to the Rendezvous. It just makes my day when I get a, a DM or a tweet from you telling, you know, I'm doing this, I'm working that, I'm going home, you know. Anyway, thank you so much for listening to me every night. I want to finish this show with an interesting poll, actually, that was put on my Twitter account, at Rendezvous Radio. The question was, your fiancé cheated and wants to ring back. What do you do? Forty percent of you said give the ring back. Forty percent of you said sell the ring, and twenty percent said keep the ring. Let me give you my last uh, thought on this one. If your fiancé cheated on you and wants the ring back, I would say keep it or sell it. Never give it back. The guy doesn't deserve to get his money back. That's for sure. Anyway, I'll be back tomorrow. Thank you again for listening, and have a good night. Bonne nuit, les petits.
2: The Rendezvous Show.